Blog Talk Radio. Love our little intro with our little coffee cup. <laughs> Twirling. Good morning and good afternoon to all of our devoted moms. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday, September 26th. Hey, Gina. Hi, darling. How are you? Yeah, I am pretty good. I am pretty good. It's a beautiful day. How about you? It is absolutely gorgeous here. We don't know quite what to put on. Right. Um, <laughs> It's a little chilly in the morning, but it's getting to be, you know, a little chilly at night, and so eventually the two will meet. Right. Um, but I'm doing good. I had just a little bit of a, a little bit of a belly ache, but um, I am sipping on some really nice Trader Joe's peppermint tea in my mug. Yeah. And um, hoping that it will calm down whatever's going on. So. Okay. Yeah. So how was your week? It's been good. Let me think. What have I done this week? Just been busy, busy with a lot of work. Mia had school on Tuesday and had another great day at school. I'm thinking about venturing into the potty realm with her. Um, I know, but I'm not quite sure if she's ready. I do have the potty, Uh and every now and then she'll sit on it, but most of the time she says no. (laughs) I feel that way. Yeah. So... You know, I don't know. I'll just kind of keep it around, I guess, and see. But I don't think she's ready for, like, the full-fledged sit-on-it-every-hour kind of, you know, potty yeah. training that it takes. So I'm just going to kind of keep watching her. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that we oh, we realized is that each child does totally different. I don't even right. remember how Indira learned how to potty in the, in the potty. She just... Yeah. Did it. <laughs> Sims, however, I sent out, I think, an email to about 21 mothers asking what to do and mm-hmm. when to do it. And um, the best advice I kept getting back was when she's ready, she will get it and it won't be a problem. Um, but don't make it a power struggle between the two of you because right. you will lose. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was true. It was true. I um, let up off of it, realized that pull-ups were not such, well, were not the devil. And so I got over it. So I'm sure Nia will do just fine. Yeah. I think what we're recognizing in her is she's she has a very competitive spirit. Um, mm-hmm. So I know there's probably a few of you moms out there that have that same type of child. So I think for her, it'll be maybe learning at school because other kids are doing it. Kind right, of, right. Mm-hmm. I think will probably be more her motivation than anything. Um, right. Jordan was absolutely easy. KJ actually was very easy being a boy, um, mm-hmm. but he did most of his at school. And mm-hmm. they, they did it at school for me, and he was potty trained in one week. Wow. Start to finish. 20, well, I think was, and I, I think that yeah. folks at school have a particular self-interest in not having to um, change diapers. Right. Yeah of kids that are walking around eating real food and right. Um, so they, they, I think they have a particular uh, desire <laughs> to successfully help children transition into being independent. So mm-hmm. um, I did, I do want to say hello to um, our devoted moms out there. Um, thank you so much for joining us again. We're back on Thursday and, uh, it seems like it was just the other week we were together uh, with Kimberly talking about great things that um, those single uh, uh, women who are not quite birth parents yet, um, what a resource they are for us. And so yeah. we had a really good conversation last week. Um, and today we're just going to talk about some of the trends, some of the hot topics, what's trending. Um, There's lots going on in the world. There's a lot of good stuff, and there's a lot of um, a lot of sad stuff. And it it seems like at least once a month we find ourselves um, being very prayerful and thoughtful about families and friends in a particular area. Right. Um, And so, 
to this time it's our brothers and sisters in Kenya um, mm -hmm. who are just it's just baffling I mean yeah, every tragedy is getting more and more baffling um, about its nature and uh, the devastation um, what I do love to hear though are these stories where people are coming together and humanity takes over mm -hmm. you know there's an evil catalyst and then humanity kicks in and people who have never worked in concert for good um, find each other and so yeah. that's exciting. And no, that's not a Google effect. That's a text message. Sorry. <laughs> that was on Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, what's caught your eye in the news uh, over the last few days? Um, one that actually caught caught my attention after you posted on Facebook as well. And it's not a one of those other kind of not so not so heartwarming stories. Um, but it's about a young girl in Montana. She was uh, 14 years old and uh, was raped by a teacher, and he received 30 days in prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's, he'll be released next week. She actually ended up committing suicide. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. so the story's kind of made its way back into the headlines because he will be out next week. And I think that the Supreme, I guess the silver lining of the story is the Supreme Court will be stepping in and looking mm -hmm. at this case a little bit closer and so hopefully all of the outrage um will will make a difference um but really too one of the things that I wanted to pull up and point out was something that the judge said and he you know again she was 14 years old and he made the comment that she looked older than she was, she acted older than she was, and she seemed as much in control of the situation. Wow. And, you know, those comments really do just break yeah. my heart um, because it goes, it speaks to what many men feel about women that are raped, that we either deserved it, um, we asked for it, Right. Um, and that it was we played some part in it, whether it was what we said to him or what mm -hmm. we wore that day or what, how much we had to drink. Right. And, you know, despite the fact that this was a child under 18 years old, I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a whole nother situation. Yeah. And a person um, in authority. Um, and, you know, I have to kind of push back just a little bit because I don't okay. think it's just men that feel that way. I think that women are also um, guilty of having those same expressions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it's very hurtful uh, because if you don't get it gender-wise, then we're really working from such a deficit. And right. I don't know, I think you remember I used to do um, rape response for a crisis center in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. And I was often... Um, more than not, the only individual that was there to support that woman or the male, I actually mm -hmm. had one male client. And it was because they did not believe that their families would support them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I can remember, it actually, my class, we were talking about this on Monday, where I had a couple of situations where um, when there were family members involved, it was almost more stressful for the survivor. Okay. And that was um, truly how I saw them, was that they had survived an ordeal. And um, I'm teaching uh, pretty much the first social work class for a number of folks who are in graduate school. So these are people who have degrees in, like, psychology and criminal justice and sociology and just some of the values of social work um, around self-determination and okay. around really and around empathy, um, which is really putting mm -hmm. yourself in someone else's shoes in order to try to meet them where they are. It, our new okay. concept, and so we were talking about this very thing, and um, a number of the times there was one time where this girl had gone on her first date. And, you know, the family was really excited. Like, they saw her off to her first date, and the um, young man was not a gentleman. Mm -hmm. And so her father was in a waiting room, 
and was was ready to roll out to go and avenge his daughter's honor. Right. And I spent more time with him um, because he needed to be clear. He needed to understand it wasn't about so much as what he needed to do, but it's what she needed him to be, which mm-hmm. was there and not in prison or not in jail, um, right. which would just make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of guilt and shame attached, um, your father knowing that you, you know, this has happened to you. And and so uh, uh, most of the time when there were parents in the room, I almost had to attend to the parents. And sometimes I would try to encourage them to leave for a little while mm-hmm. just to give the survivor a break yeah. you know, so that they could experience um, the challenges they were experiencing uh, without having to take care of someone else's feelings. You know, if yeah. I cry too much, it's going to upset my mother. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was uh, it was a very it was a it was a a real um, learning time for me. Mm-hmm. I experienced state rape uh, when I was in college. Uh, and I never called it that because I had been drinking and, and I did very well think, well, you know, had I not been drinking and in that position, it would have happened. Um, right. So, so it allowed for me to even reframe what I, how I, how I thought of it. And right. talk to young girls. Um, they, we had a situation where there was a pastor. And I walked into the room where a couple of teenagers were talking about it, and they were like, oh, she knew what she was doing. She was just fast. And, oh, my gosh, I went ballistic Mm. because we've got to inform our young ladies and our young men. Um, There's actually a concerted effort. There's a movement of men against rape. Right. Um, And it's to send a message of support to women who experience the violation to say not all men agree with this, and and by us being silent, um, we are in fact uh, agreeing, and so right. we won't be silent anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually, I think they're in D.C. is they're they're a national organization, but you know that judge, it goes back to thinking about our system. Right. That judge is crazy as a Bessie bug, as they would say in Alabama. So <laughs> you went, whoa, wait a minute, I think I know. This is, <laughs> Not his first time. What was that you just said? <laughs> you heard me say that before. I don't think I have. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide if I want to hear that one again. <laughs> he, is, I mean, he seems to have some cognitive um, uh, um, challenges in processing because remember he let go the woman who had been in front of him 13 times for DUI. Yep. So there's some challenges going on. And so who holds our systems accountable? You know, here is a judge who made a decision. And that's why, you know, when folks start talking about, oh, the government's too big, the government needs to get out of our business. Mm -hmm. There are safety nets that we have to have in place so that a judge like that doesn't have the final say-so over the protection of society. And so the feds can very well come in and say, this wasn't properly handled. Exactly. We need to to reevaluate this. We need to reevaluate this judge um, and some of his decisions because Mm -hmm. it's not in the best interest of the public that, that someone is not held accountable or brought to justice. That's right. the system we live in. Right. So it is, um, it, I, I don't think it will go away, but I do think, and as I've been pushing, you know, my future colleagues um, who are students now to really understand that you need to be very vocal and visible right. when there's an injustice um, or even when there's a policy that you know is, uh, preventing the help. Right. Yeah, we've got to be the ones to be the the speakers to power. The truth that's to right. power is very difficult, but that's what for me that's the profession I joined, and right. I understood that. So yeah. yeah, that was that was really strange. It you know, 
it's so funny because people talk about Bama and, you know, folks in the woods. <laughs> and I'm not sure if Montana, you know, it's a Midwest. It's probably rural right. also. But it's just still a lot of backwards thinking. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's all over. Remember, we were dealing with those comments from Todd Aiken and um, who was the other congressman? Murdoch, I think, was his last name. You mm-hmm. know, that was just a year and a half ago about how women can't get that, that it's physically impossible for a woman to get pregnant from a rape. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, there's you know. a- a lot of work to be done, um, yeah. lots of work to be done. Yeah. But I think that, you know, we're very fortunate that we do have the Internet, and we have venues like Sylvia Global who um, right. allow us to have conversations um, and really say, how do we talk to our daughters and our sons about when you're seeing something that you know it's very much against what you believe in? Right. How do you address it in an appropriate way? Um, uh, my my niece just put one of her teachers on Facebook and called him a um oh she called him creepy or something hmm. and I'm like baby can you take that down and can we figure out a more appropriate way to handle this right but if he's creepy wh- what's going on there what does that mean right yeah and then on right. the other side if he's just you know a difficult teacher. And this is how she wants to express it. That's not acceptable either. Right. And so, um, you know, it's with teenagers, they they've got their own perspective of the of the world and mm-hmm. how things operate. But I was just like, uh, you're really crossing a very thin line. Yeah. Um, but you know what? There's going to be a lesson in it. You know. There will be. Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to keep her from getting those lessons, but I think that she has to learn some of those things because you just can't be taught everything. You really have to experience some. How's my teenager doing? How's my 13-year-old, the captain of the cheerleading team? Captain of the cheerleading team. You know what? She's doing really well. We actually had an interesting conversation at the table the other day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she was um, all talking all about, um, you know, wanting an iPhone and, you know, so the first question was, you know, well, you know, where does this come from? Why is it that you want to have an iPhone? And, well, because I want to, you know, be able to access social media. And I think the funny thing is, well, you're not a part of social media yet. Um, so, or are you? Um, so we kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, and then, you know, at first we were kind of trying to give her how are we putting it? We said, okay, in order for you to get another phone that has a data plan that's going to add an additional amount of money to our bill every month. So what what is it that we may be able to see from you that would encourage us to want to even do that? Because right now you have a phone that you can call and you can text. <laughs> and if you have an emergency, you're good to go. And then you also have a Kindle if you want to have, a, have apps and play games. You know, and um, so then we started talking about her grades, and her grades are good. Yeah. Um, but we said, you know what? We haven't seen you stretch yourself and challenge yourself in the last year. Um, when it comes to schoolwork, you've definitely stretched yourself when it comes to cheerleading, which is awesome. Right. Um, but we want to see that same kind of tenacity with school. So how about this? How about, you know, we do the IB program, so instead of A, B, C, D, we do one, two, one through seven. So how about we start seeing sixes and sevens? On your report card, and then maybe we'll de- and then we'll definitely consider getting you an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Girl, she pouted, she pouted so hard. I thought her bottom lip was gonna fall off, you know. And so it just kind of led to this conversation of, you know, you just kind of want to take, 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 and where is the mm-hmm. give, and right. where is the working together, you know? Because my normal instinct is to shut it down. Right. Mm-hmm. My normal instinct is to say no. And, like, you have a phone, you have a Kindle, you are good. But instead, we took the approach, okay, if this is what you really want and this is what your heart's desire, then this is what we desire and let's see if we can, you know, come to the meeting of the minds and work together on it. Mm -hmm. But that's not what she wanted to hear, apparently. Really? That's funny. Sims has learned um, how to use my words with me. Which Yes, she has. (laughs) I've heard her. Great. So she will ask me something, and she'll say, well, okay, compromise, compromise. So what about this for a compromise? 
And she will, in fact, come up with, with what she feels is a compromise. Now, that's not not always the case. It's right. <laughs> it's but at least she knows the concept. <laughs> she does. I obviously haven't taught my daughter the concept yet. Well, this is the other thing. I think that um, Jordan academically has always been great. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not much of a stretch for her to me. I mean, a stretch for her to me would be community service, mm-hmm. um, assuming some responsibilities. And, and, you know, we talked about this, more responsibilities right. around helping around the house. I think you mm-hmm. do way too much to have a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, the stretching, for her to study more or to push for her grades, um, when she's already probably getting six and seven. No, um, she's not. That's the point. When did that happen? She hasn't been. She hasn't been. This last two years, she's been around the five mark, which, uh-huh. the, and we had this whole Cosby conversation with her last year. Remember the Bill Cosby show yeah. when Theo was like, can I just be average? <laughs> she actually said that to us. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think you have to. I, I don't think you can get through adolescence without saying that. Sure. Right. So she if checked it off her list. Right. So we didn't get mad or whatever. We just had the mm-hmm. conversation. Again, we compared it to cheerleading. And we said, okay, I hear what you're saying, so let's change it up. Let's talk about cheerleading. You know, you, you practice. You don't even you don't even have to be asked. Right. You're constantly oh, yeah. pra- practicing at night. Up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Up I at mean, no time too early. Yes. <laughs> On her own. On yeah. her own. Washes her uniforms and irons and hangs them up all by herself. Make, now she's the captain. She calls all of the cheerleaders to tell them what they need to wear, what yeah. they need to do. She offers to go over their house and help them if they need to learn a cheer. Above and beyond. And that is what we're looking for in school, is the okay. above and beyond. And so that's the connection that we made for her. Um, you know, and I said there's nothing wrong with I'm not saying being average is bad. You know, uh, you know, and I gave her an example of how she got a lower grade in Spanish, but that was because we came from another school where she was doing French, and it was just a really hard transition. It was a transition, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but every time she took a test or whatever, she just did a little bit better and a little bit better, and we recognized that and we rewarded her for that because that's right. and that's what's key. But she's gotten to a point of plateau where last year, now even the beginning of this year, she just skates. She enjoys skating. And, you know, I had that. I mean, like you said, all adolescents have been there. I was there. Um, but what I didn't have in my childhood was somebody kind of just giving me that push or that incentive right. or that motivation mm-hmm. to just do a little bit better. I wish I had that, and I didn't. And so, you know, we definitely want our kids to just do the best that they are capable of doing, not comparing them to anybody else. And so that's kind of what, you know, we're dealing with right now. So. Well, and she was, it's early in her year. You know, I'm going to do mm-hmm. Team Jordan. Right. <laughs> so, so am I. Um, but it would be interesting to see, like, usually there's a correlation in children who are very active and mm-hmm. they're great, you know, being really well because they learn how to kind of multitask and right. multi-prioritize. I think she's great at that, actually. Yeah, yeah so... So I think it's I think that's awesome. I think that again her stretch is going to be that would be about benefiting Jordan. Mm-hmm. So what benefits the world? What what is she bringing to the world and to you know the family unit? Okay. Um, that's, that's not benefiting her. You know right. what I'm saying? Because uh, totally that's kind of um, Indira kind of has uh, what's in it for me. You know, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, what's in it for me? Yeah, <laughs> and and if it fits, you know, for other folks too, then great. That's just gravy, <laughs> right? That's icing. <laughs> but That's you know, I, I think that if we want to raise children that are conscious of their impact on the world, is multifaceted, right? And they are so blessed. Um, and I, I do see reflections where understanding and how giving she is, um, I just, I, I think that it's before that real adolescent hits like hard, 
mm-hmm. um, to start to reward her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned that from you and Kenny around rewarding versus, you know, punishing. Right. <laughs> well, we do but, that. You know, that those points <laughs> that she might accumulate. So say she's got to get to 100 points. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that will get you to 100 points. Right. You know, and, and, and let her come up with the list. You come up with the list. Uh, you all were really good with paying into Remember, she was so motivated by money. Um, you know, by that jar. she's not anymore. Well, she doesn't have to be. Cause we, yeah, she does. Yeah. She always trying to go somewhere with her friends. I'm like, you got any money? No. Did you do your chores this week so you could earn your commission? No. I don't know what to tell you. But she still went to the... Did she not go then? No. Oh, what about her Fridays? See, and then her Fridays, she goes to the square, and sometimes she goes with no money. <laughs> you still want to go, I'll let you go, but she goes with no money. So, and the thing about it, too, she gets to go to the, the games because she's a cheerleader for free. So she just goes and hangs out at the games and probably mooches off of other people's french fries. <laughs> well, you know, they, they probably have communal. <laughs> You know, one week you yeah. got wish your birth in your birthday coming up, you'll have some right, right, right. So right. you know, there's a barter system involved there. But I, but Definitely. I, but she, yeah, she was very motivated by very. Now it's KJ. KJ is extremely motivated by money now. Really? Yeah. Mom, mom, I can't go to bed yet because the dishwasher's not done, and I didn't empty the dishwasher. And if I don't empty the dishwasher, I can't put a check next to that that chore. Like he's yeah, he's obsessed. <laughs> Okay, Raymond. <laughs> I know. Right. You know, can I just say can I just say that I just love that Regina and I can join join and have this conversation about our children and our lives. Thank you, Sylvia Global, for giving us that opportunity. <laughs> I really thank you. I know. Which is sharing what I'm sure lots of other mothers and parents yep. are experiencing and maybe normalizing, maybe giving some you know, some ideas, maybe saying, wow, my kids are doing so much better. <laughs> Ooh, she got that problem. I don't have that problem. Ooh, I got some other ones, but I don't have that one. But that, that, you know, that's what Devoted Moms is about. And, you yeah. know, as life happens, you know, we exchange ideas and then, you know, we come up with what we feel like is the best choice at the time. And, you know, two years later, it's a phenomenal idea, or two years later, it's like, what was that I was thinking? I thinking? <laughs> and, and then we're going to be like, and we set it on air. Yes, yes, yes. We'll come and, back and we'll play and it. And it's on I the know. internet now. <laughs> I know. Um, so, you know, as we um, kind of transition to that, I am curious. Yeah. I know that Jordan wants access to social media. My girls are so into YouTube, mm-hmm. particularly Simi. Okay. She goes on YouTube and she finds these videos. Um, and they're not bad videos, but I'm struggling with, do I do I tell her we can only do this together? Mm-hmm. Um, or do I let her explore? And then as she shows me, I try to figure out, how to filter some things because they're all pretty good about saying when something's inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. We were watching Family Feud the other day and we realized that's not really a family show anymore. It's it's a yeah. catch and can. Yeah. And the question <laughs> the question was Okay, what was what item would a wife not want to find in the car in, after in the, after going to a strip club? Strip club. I don't know if you finished watching it, but I was watching that same show, and uh-huh. this, there was another question that said, um, "What if somebody was videotaping you sleeping? What would you not want them to see you do?" That question was first, and then okay. the stripper question. Yeah, because I almost had to say, "Well, what is that?" Yes, <laughs> I said, "What is that?" <laughs> Like, you know, and shout out, you know, for you, for you devoted moms that are up after the kids have gone down and you want to see a little entertainment. Family Feud is funny with Steve Harvey. Right. Um, but we kind of used it 
you know, we were using it to kind of, you know, enjoy a little TV. Right, right. compromise with TV and dinner and that kind of thing. And we had to turn it off after that. Yep. That's two questions in one show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, of course, KJ said, Daddy, what? Bub your chub or whatever. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what it was. The phrase they used, I almost had to Google it because I thought I knew what you were saying, but uh, yeah. So, so, to go, it goes back to do we shut it down? Right. Or do we use it as a way of having a conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think the latter because I think in everything, in television, in social media, and YouTube, and the internet, there's so many good things, you know, that can come from it. But then, you know, with good comes evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it is yeah. more about how to use it, you know, the way we need to use it. Because you know, my two-year-old Mia loves YouTube, and yeah. I messed. When I messed around and she loves the song Jesus Loves Me and in sign language, and so I went to YouTube to pull it up so we could watch it together. And lo and behold, she was watching where I went to get to YouTube on my phone. And after mm-hmm. that, now she that's all she does is go and find YouTube. <laughs> and then wow. you know, and then sometimes it's in other languages she's looking at stuff, and you know. <laughs> And so far, nothing bad she's pulled up except for Minnie Mouse twerking, which I don't, yeah. I typed in Minnie Mouse, and the third video down is is a live-size Minnie Mouse character twerking, and I have to get her to change that, because, but she likes the song that Minnie Mouse is twerking to. <laughs> so there we are. Little things you never knew you'd be saying Minnie Mouse is twerking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but so, it's I do. I go back and I look to see like what has she watched. Right, right. And if I see something that I'm like, well, what did you think about this? Mm-hmm. And right now, there's some. Um, the birds say tweet or something. It's some animal song. It's song where they talk about the different animals, and then they get to the fox, and the fox says something completely out of. Um, the characteristic of a fox. Okay. Which they think is hilarious. <laughs> and she wanted to show me the video, but she had spoiled it. So <laughs> I'm listening and I'm already knowing that the fox is going to go off in some other direction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it does allow for us to, I mean, you know, they had some questions about um, childbirth. You know, how does the baby get out? Right. And I went to YouTube and I said, we watched the video. Timmy was like, I, I think I'm going to adopt mommy. I don't think I can handle that. And, and it was because I wanted that I couldn't explain it, but this is this tool, um, right. that, that, and it was done in a very natural, um, you know, it was a pure way of birth. Right. Right. And, you know, the woman wasn't screaming her head off, but she was clearly in pain. Right. Um, and there was this beautiful moment where this baby was in her belly and now our baby's not in the belly. Right. And so, you know, they were just like, is there any other way? So then we had to look at the C-section. And they, <laughs> again, Sim said, I think I'm going to just adopt mommy. You turned out pretty good, so I think I'm going to go like where mommy got you. I'm going to go that route. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, so I think it I think it can be used for good. I think that Facebook and Instagram can all be good things, you know, and um I definitely am not going to shield my teenager from all of those things because she's gonna end up trying to hide it um anyway. Right now I can kind of stand by the rules, not just the rule of mommy, but it's the rule of Facebook and Instagram that you'd be fourteen years old. Um oh, really? Yeah, um, so that will probably be a conversation that I have with her when she turns 14 and let's, you know, I'm going to be monitoring and just make sure that your your yeah. posts are mature and you're not starting fights online and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I think that, you know, we'll venture into that world because it's just, it's just the world we live in and, but we can be smart in those, in those outlets. We can be yeah. really smart. I mean, think about us right now on Sylvia Global and, you know, all of our hangouts are on YouTube. I mean, that's just, you, we can't just like turn our nose up at all, you know what I mean? At all social media <laughs> yeah. and internet. It's it's awesome. People can hear us. Duh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think I think also there is a desire um to walk with them as they experience these things. 
right. versus either reacting or preventing. And yeah. uh, and I I don't know if at some point you know there's it, there's going to be some price to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I want them to be very calm and honest, and I try to maintain like a, a very calm reaction. Mm-hmm. I gotta learn that from you. Hmm. I gotta learn that skill from you. That is a skill. You know, I learned that working at the VA with um, uh, dual diagnosed patients that had schizophrenia and some sort of addiction. Okay. And you had to learn. <laughs> they would say things. That right. You wanted. I, I can remember going into one of the closets and just literally falling out laughing. But when I walked right. out the closet, you know, I overheard the guy saying, "You know, that Miss Sam, she's nice." But she don't play. She don't like. She don't do all that laughing and playing and stuff. And it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's. It's been a. Um, it's been a skill that I've had right. to develop because uh, everything will show on my face. Right. And 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 sometimes it is. It's it is difficult. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to. I try to. And then I try to come back and talk about it. Right. So, right. Um, so I think what we're saying is, you know, you manage social media, you talk it through. Mm-hmm. When there's things even on Facebook that are inappropriate and I'm looking at it, I get to say, you know, I'm an adult. I can mm-hmm. look at this. When you become right. an adult, it'll be appropriate for you. And so it's not that you won't ever get to see it, but right now it's not really that funny to you. I couldn't explain right. it where it would really be funny. You know, right, 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 right. That's true. And yeah. and for now, they're you know they're accepting it, but I think it's just constantly being willing to be flexible and change with mm-hmm. them. So, um, just another tidbit on just you know maneuvering in this world yeah. <laughs> with little people. Um, I, I you know I had something I wanted to bring up. Okay. So I had a professor, a, a colleague who is working on um, what's called shy bladder syndrome. Okay. Um, it's it's parauresis, um, but it, it has to do with folks who have challenges using the bath, using public restrooms. Oh. And uh, there's actually like a rest, American Restroom Association Mm. And they're working to to equalize access to restrooms in public venues. Mm. And so there's this whole movement. It was very interesting. It came across my LinkedIn. Uh-huh. Um, and I found myself really, like, thinking because, you know, usually there's a very long line for the women. Right. And then there's, a, there's nobody in the men's room. And then Never. at some point in our earlier lives, we would, you know, just go to the men's yeah. room. Just um, so they, talked, they talked about that. <laughs> they talked about that being, you know, unisex bathrooms, you know, being uh, option. Mm-hmm. But they talked about it in a way where, like, male, the number of male bathrooms compared to female bathrooms is always um, very different. Right. And for me, it's always seemed like the males always had to. You know, but it's because they apparently spend 79 seconds less time than our 90 seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> and there's actually research that talks about this, and it can have implications on um, on where people go in mm-hmm. their life activities, their life choices. Right. Um, it's very difficult for folks who are um, – are incarcerated or mm-hmm. in institutions that mandate um, a very limited privacy, right? And the amount of anxiety and stress that it causes uh, mm-hmm. for someone is really being explored. I just—it's one of those things. Like, I can squat on a tree. I mean, I'm—I'm—I've been yeah. like that, but, but it pushes me to be empathetic to folks who aren't like me. Right. And I think that's want- actually something that. Uh, pretty prevalent for um, children with autism and and, mm-hmm. and and adults with autism, not specifically to them, but uh, or just to them. But I have I do have a few friends with autistic children who really have to make really special arrangements if they are traveling, mm-hmm. you know, going to a restaurant and just really making sure they go to the bathroom before they leave the house um, because it can be a, a really big episode. 
Yeah, I I have friends who literally will wait all day, and it may be into mm-hmm. midnight. Yeah. Um, to be at home in order to feel comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, so I just thought it was interesting how there's these things that we take for granted until they're brought to us. Um, right. And maybe, you know, someone we know is experiencing it, um, that we really, you know, that, that just being compassionate. Because the first right. thing, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. Um, and then I felt really bad because I started thinking about what would it feel like if, you know, I'm in Walmart and I'm trying to get, well, not Walmart for you. I'm in Target. <laughs> I'm in Target, which has one of the worst restrooms. I'm sorry. Target's restrooms are not as clean as Walmart's, but. Maybe your Target. Okay. Anyway. Um, so as I was saying, <laughs> taking care of your business, take, going to the grocery store, getting things right. done, and then, you know, needing to really feel a panic or right. if anyone's ever experienced anxiety, mm-hmm. I, I really would, I mean, I really, I really do think about and empathize with um, just what that must feel like. Uh, yeah, so, so, so in LinkedIn has been a new place that I found um, some very interesting work being done by colleagues that I just had no idea existed. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got a LinkedIn account, you know, it's really great to just kind of peruse it. I right. found myself doing that with Facebook, but it's a different quality. Yeah, it's very um, different. It's a different quality. Because you can yeah. go, depending on what your needs are, you have a place to go, you know, for either one to get your needs met and what you're looking for. So, Right, yeah, right. I like LinkedIn. All right, right, right. So, like, just to go real superficial real quick, you know me, I am a TV buff. I love TV. Probably watch too much, but that's another whole, that's another show. Um, But... You know, this has been premiere week, this week and next week. All of our shows are coming back. New shows have started. Mm-hmm. So, of course, tonight, the infamous Thursday night, mm-hmm. um, Grey's Anatomy comes back tonight. You know, I think I'm going to hook back up with Grey's. Yeah. They they had gotten, I had lost my interest in them. Yeah. They were, it was too ancestral. I mean, everybody was sleeping with everybody. Mm-hmm. They did. Sleep. Huh. What are we gonna do next? Can we find another activity? Maybe golf. Yeah. It did get a little bit like it did get a little bit crazy. A couple seasons weren't all that great. Last season actually got better, and okay. um, so looking forward to this season. Even Kenny said that because we watched the reruns on Lifetime in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and so the one where George died and you know oh. he and Izzy had this surgery and all that. Right. That's been playing. So the last couple of weeks, um for the reruns have been awesome. And Kenny's like, man, that show used to be really good. And I said, Yeah, their first couple of seasons, I mean, I couldn't miss it. I was like, yeah. girls, y'all are going to bed. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do when you get in that bed, but I know what you're not going to do is walk yes. in the door. <laughs> right. Nine o'clock, shut it down. So sca- yes. let's tonight. Scandal comes back next week. <laughs> Scandalites, where are you? Unite. Yes. I am going to spend this weekend just like re coming up to that right. last episode with her dad. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see what Fitz is doing. And Ooh, I think that's a good idea. I think we should do a scandal, oh. a scandal minute every Thursday to recap on what happened the prior Thursday to prepare all of our devoted moms for the show this evening. Yes. I think that, that would be a new segment to our show. What do you think? To end with dad. Dad? Yeah, that was just that was just great. I love Shonda Rhimes. I oh, know she probably too. doesn't watch us on YouTube, but that sister is talented. Oh, she's a beast. She's a beast. I mean, even oh. last year's you know private practice ended last seat last year last mm-hmm. season, and that last season's was so good. Um, yeah. That, to the point where I was like, you know, at first I was like, yeah, this show I think has run its course, but then the last about five shows of the season, I was right. like, man, I'm going to miss this show. That's what she was. She does. She brings it out, but then she'll yeah. grab a character. I mean, because remember, Private Practice came out of Grace. Right. 
Yep. So I, I like the way she kind of lets you, you know, stay connected. Like there's yeah. some still connection to those other places. I wonder if she's going to do that with Scandal. Yeah, who could be a runoff? Like, oh, I could see a show about Cyrus. He's crazy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. I watched a new show on Monday. It's a drama. Um, let's see. It was called Blacklisted. Oh, okay. That was actually pretty good. Well, that was this good. Is, this is the thing. I um, am in love with the character because he used to be on Boston Legal. Yes. Yeah, he. I, love I got him. to go back and watch him. I love him. Love him. And you he's know, the perfect I, person for this role. He's a perfect. When he chooses a role, he is that role, and yes. is, he's a phenomenal actor. You know, yes. again, we're so lucky to be able to have Sylvia Global to allow us yes. to check in with each other and just talk about what you know ordinary folks do every day, um, maybe with a little extra spin to it. Um, I do want to say really quickly, too, that um, I have to acknowledge that on Monday, yes, Monday, um, I got to experience and share in the anniversary of uh, my significant other's, um, his anniversary for his recovery. And that's your story for today. He made it to 20 years. Yay! Uh, Any use of mind-altering drugs or abuse. Um, and right. he's in a very peaceful, serene place, and right. I just have to give Carlos a shout out because um, Yay, he Carlos. really, you know, he really is. Uh, he really, he really. <laughs> I love it, and it was so funny. Okay, so I post to my page, and I just kind of say with Carlos, so go to his page too. Right. I have like sixty-seven comments. Yeah, of friends that don't even know him. Right. Um, just saying, you know, what a testimony. This is phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm so happy for you. And and then, you know, he asked me to go with him um, as his show is starting back, Beyond the Wire. Um, right. Is on Mondays uh, on 1010 a.m. in Baltimore at the Radio One station. So he's, he started the show back. He had a little bit of a hiatus. And um, he said, well, why don't you, you know, come with me. That we do breakfast first. And and then, you know, you can just kind of hang out in the studio with me. And I was like, okay, no problem. And I brought my laptop. I was working on a report. Uh-huh. And then he says, well, why don't you put on those um, headphones so you can hear the show? And I said, I can kind of hear it because it's playing. And he says, you might, don't you want to get a little bit closer to the mic? And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing? <laughs> Why don't you just hop in on your agent about being on this show? Right. <laughs> and so um, I'm totally looking at a wreck, and thank God it's radio. Right. <laughs> oh, you radio. can do that. But he and I just had a conversation and heard from people who um, have also been successful in their recovery from addiction. Um, we also heard from people who were trying to support their loved ones who mm-hmm. are still actively battling um, just such a beast and right. hoping that they just live through it. Um, it also made me reflect on the, the amount of work that needs to be done, but also I'm very encouraged on the amount of work that is being done. Mm-hmm. And so I just you know want to give a shout out to Carlos and his 20. So I said, oh, now I got a 20-year-old. <laughs> Yay! Which is cool. So he's actually headed out to Denver. Um, September is Recovery Month, National Recovery Month. And so, well, actually worldwide. There's uh, activities all over the world that are acknowledging that people do recover. Right. And um, he's going to be in Denver. I'm going to hang out with the kids here and um, just support him from afar. But I think that if they're devoted moms who have family members who are struggling or people that you love, it is um, it's imperative that we just keep that hope. And if you're not sure where that hope comes from, um, go to Faces and Voices of Recovery online. You'll see lots of examples of people who have uh, who were in some very dark places and are now just lights for the world. 
And so I, I really do want to encourage folks because it's something that I don't think there's a family that hasn't been affected in some mm -hmm. form or fashion, yeah. um, you know, by addiction. So that's my, yeah. that's, that's my God story today. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect way to end um, this yeah. great show. Thank you for sharing that, and congratulations again, um, Carlos. Love you, brother. I'm Team Carlos, by the way. You're Team mm -hmm. Jordan. I'm Team Carlos. <laughs> well, oh, man. And I Thank will you. show you the flowers in the background. The I see the flowers. them. They're still, they're still living and alive, so we're, we haven't fought yet. <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time. And much Thank love to Kenny and um, the family. You. Oh gosh, I am so grateful to Sylvia that we get to do this um, because otherwise I would I wouldn't get to see you as frequently. Right. So I love it. To Google. <laughs> thanks yes. to Google Hangout and thanks to Carl. Um, oh, well, Tasha, do you have a God story this week? I don't think I have one today, so but I will definitely have one next week, and I'm looking forward to our Phenomenal Father show next week, Yay. which is one of our favorite right. series to have. Um, mm -hmm. A good friend of mine will be on who um, I used to sing on the praise team with, and he is just, he's got the same name as my brother, and he definitely is um, a brother from another mother, as I always <laughs> say when I speak to him. So, um, so excited to have him on, and also just recognizing you know how we devoted moms sometimes do it. We can do it because we have phenomenal husbands and fathers and brothers and uncles and male friends and partners that, you know, support us and help us to be the devoted moms that we are. So we just want to give them a shout out. So please join us next week, same time, same place. Um, and we look forward to seeing you guys. Yes. Hi. And thank you, Carl. Thanks to our producer, Carl. He always Yay. makes it happen for us. Yes, he does. <laughs> See you on the other side. All right, sweetie.